When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. We wait, we wait, we wait. Nothing from the Big Ten yet as far as potential punishment that would be levied down on Jim Harbaugh on Michigan right now. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Follow us on Twitter at Chris Carlin at Joe Fortenbaugh. Joseph, we get into some Thursday night football tonight, though, as we wait. And boy, when they put together this slate, they really were giving you something magical with the Chicago Bears and the Carolina Panthers tonight. But this game does mean an awful lot to quite a few people, especially the two coaches, because we have discussed at length the possibility that Frank Reich could be a one-and-done in Carolina and that Matt Eberflus could be a two-and-done in Chicago. And while this might be a situation where you have two bad teams going head-to-head, you got a couple of guys who have to be very interested in what the future is. Jeremy Fowler said this, what should we make of Carolina's Frank Reich, who has started one and seven? Is he in trouble at this point? No. But a few people I talked to in the last week openly wondered whether he would be on thin ice. Well, here we go. Here we go. The first thing you want to ask yourself, don't get caught up in the record. Don't get caught up in the record. Get caught up in what the process looks like. Get caught up in what the direction looks like. Does it feel like Carolina is making progress towards something? Does it feel like Carolina is working towards building an identity? It's going to make things look very bad for Carolina when they're compared to Houston. Two bad teams, two high draft picks. They take the first two quarterbacks off the board. Stroud looks fantastic. Houston's 500 at 4-4. and They're going to take on the Bengals this weekend. If you get caught comparing the two, it's going to make Carolina look awful. Don't do that. If you're Carolina, just assess your situation from what it is. Are you better now than you were at the start of the season? Are you a team with an identity? Are you heading in the right direction? And I'll throw that over to you because I don't know the answer to any of those questions. It doesn't feel like they have much of an identity. Offensively, they stink. Defensively, they haven't been nearly as good as we thought they would be. They don't score a lot. They're not competitive in many games this year, right? It's a tough watch. I don't feel like they're heading in the right direction. Like last year with Seattle, you could tell the Seahawks were heading in the right direction. There are teams where, like Miami, from last year to this year, heading in the right direction. We bang on them for what happens in the big games, but the Dolphins are good, and they're moving in the right direction. Yeah. What, what would you say about Carolina? Any identity? Any feel that they're making any progress? I, I can't sit here and tell you they are. I mean, why, why would I think that? Like, defensively, they're supposed to be a pretty good team coming into the year, right? Yeah. I mean, you'd say so. They're dead last in points allowed. Dead last. Who cares about that stat, right? That's not not a big stat. (laughs) You're giving up 28 points a game. I don't, listen, never played the game professionally myself. 
Joe, I would classify that as non-winning football. But that's just me. <laughs> I, that bothers me. And then there's the whole progress thing. Was there? And I would also ask this question. Was there truly a division on which quarterback they should have been taken? You know, they made such a huge deal, or such a huge deal was made over the fact that Frank Reich has never uh, had a quarterback that was less than six foot three, and he obviously has that now with Bryce Young. Did he really want him or not? Does, is he right now looking at what's going on with C.J. Stroud and saying, I told you so? I don't know how you can feel good, especially when you have this little nugget, okay? And you can look at this however you want. The owner of the Carolina Panthers is David Tepper. He came in and he immediately fired Ron Rivera. Gave a boatload of money to, um, what's his name, Matt... Uh, Guy, uh, you know, rule. Uh, rule, Matt Rule, excuse me. Fires Matt Rule after, what, a year and a half, two years. Then he brings in Frank Reich here. They're going nowhere fast. I mean, they have had now four different coaches potentially uh, on that watch, you know, if they fire Frank Reich after this. That's within the span of about two and a half years. Yesterday, Tepper also fired the coach of the uh, soccer team he owns, Charlotte FC in MLS. It is the second Charlotte coach to be fired under his ownership in slightly over a year. So think about that for a second. Is this somebody that just kind of overreacts or somebody that does not want to waste any time on it, which is kind of ironic because he came from the Steelers ownership group when he went to buy Carolina, nobody's had fewer coaches in the last 40 years than the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know him, but he strikes me as an individual who is not going to get caught up in the money influencing the decision. Clearly right? not. I He strikes me as a, if I feel that this isn't heading in the right direction, I'm making a snap judgment here. We're getting them out. We'll spend whatever it takes, and then we're bringing in the next guy. Indulge me here for a second. Let's go back to what you started with there. Let's assume that there was a bit of a disagreement as to who the first pick should be. Right. Coaching staff likes C.J. Stroud. Tepper, the owner, likes Young. He makes the call. They go with Young. So far, it turns out it's not a good call. Do you think that buys Reich more time because Tepper has to look in the mirror and go, damn, I got that one wrong. He shouldn't pay for it? Or do you think it's like, I got that one wrong. Frank Reich, you're still out. Someone needs to come in here and make me look good. Yeah, I honestly can't. <laughs> I, I don't know the man personally. So I don't know if David Tepper's a man that is very comfortable admitting mistakes that he has made or somebody that is immediately going to look for somebody else to fix his mistake. I can't, mm. I can't say that with certainty either way. And so for me, I, I'm going based on what we've seen with his history with coaches here. Uh, you know, Jeremy might be saying he'd be shocked if they fired him. I wouldn't be. Would you be fired? Would you be shocked no. if they fired Frank No, Wright? see, that's what's interesting. You and I have been talking about it for a few weeks, and now yeah. we're seeing, like, eh, you know, there's not really a whole lot of buzz on that front. It's like, why not? Why is there no buzz on that front? They are awful, and they don't have a first-round pick. See, that's a huge problem right now because when you're awful, the upside to being awful is that you should have a really high draft pick that you can either, A, use on a player who can come in and help you immediately, or, B, you can trade that pick for a bunch of picks and bring in a bunch of players. And instead, you're one in seven, you're awful, and you don't have your first-round pick. And, I mean, look at some of these performances. They just got beat by 14 by Indianapolis. 
That's with Gardner Minshew. You can't lose that game by 14 at home. You beat the Texans a week before. Miami rolled you before that. Detroit rolled you before that. Minnesota beat you by eight. Seattle beat you by 10. The Saints beat you in a close one. And the Falcons beat you by two touchdowns. Like, they're not even competitive in these games. That's what's alarming. And the thing is, if Frank Reich was a rookie head coach, maybe you'd say, all right, he's getting his feet wet. We'll figure it out. Like Joe Mazzulla with the Celtics. Confident in bringing a guy like Missoula back. Let him go through the process. He's young. But Reich was in Indianapolis and it didn't go very well. So if it's not going well here, I mean, how long do you go with it? And we're not trying to run the guy. It's just no. as we assess the situation, Carolina looks dreadful at the moment. He, he, They do. And then there's the flip side. There's Eberflus. And I, I don't know that there's much of a discussion there. Like, I, I, you could say that he hasn't had the talent, but they went out and made some moves this offseason, and he is 5-21. and 21. So how am I supposed to get past that kind of a record in the first couple of years with somebody like Matt Eberflus? And then the bigger issue becomes this. This is, this is continuing the atrocious cycle for the Bears. You're going to let Ryan Poles make the decision on the, on the uh, pick at quarterback? And then what happens a year from now? Are you, are you moving on from Ryan Poles if things are still bad? Can't do that again. You just did right. that with Fields like, in the last organization. You have to give somebody some time here to do something. We're all so impatient. And so many times, listen, there are absolutely times that coaches and GMs reveal themselves quickly to be overmatched. I think it's very difficult to let Poles make this decision and then a year later move on because it's just a losing scenario. You just you got to get them all linked up. It's not if 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 radio meatheads like us are saying this, it can't be that hard for the Bears to figure this out. You've got to get the general manager. The general manager goes out and gets the coach. The general manager and coach work together to get the quarterback, and then all three people are on the same page. And you know what that makes you? It makes you organized. That's it. It doesn't necessarily make you a winner or a loser. It makes you organized. You're called an organization. You need to get organized. That's half the battle. So many people focus when they're trying to improve themselves or change a situation or find success. They think about these things they need to do right. What do we need to do right? What do we need to do differently? What do we need to change? What do we need to improve? Don't look at all the things you need to add. Look at the things you need to get rid of. Look at the things you're doing wrong. If you clean up the mistakes rather than focus so much on all the add-ons and the additions and the benefits and the bonuses, all that, focus on the mistakes and what you can get rid of. That's actually more important. That's actually far more important. And the thing the Bears keep doing is they are not organizationally aligned. The GMs, coaches, and quarterbacks are not aligned with one another. Start that way. Get a GM, have him hire a coach, have those two go out and agree on the quarterback, and then begin the process of trying to win some football games. Carlin and versus- you're welcome. That's free consultation, Chicago. Free. I think I'm going to have to charge me even an Al's beef or something like that. Are you done? Al's beef probably got you a little hungry, though, doesn't it? Oh, With the jardinier? It's lunchtime, and now after our discussion about airlines yesterday, you got me thinking about how I'm going to approach this situation with a flight this afternoon. Now I have to monitor exactly what I'm doing so I don't walk into any kind of a bad situation on that flight. Mm. So you really are just throwing monkey wrenches into the works all over the place. How we do it. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Last night was the stage too bright for Wemby. And Joe, boy, every time, every time he tries to get out, they pull him back in. 
You'll find out next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Carlin versus Joe. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Yeah, this is an emotional one. Giannis Antetokounmpo over 27 and a half points, minus 115, facing the Pacers tonight. You don't think he's going to be playing angry? Got ejected last night. Two technicals, the second of which came from some mundane stare down after a dunk and they teched him up and threw him out. What are you doing? It's Giannis. So dumb. You don't throw Giannis out of a game, especially for something like that. The guy is nothing if not gracious with fans and kids and autographs and time. Good God, NBA, try to get this one right. So I think he's coming back and getting every single call tonight. He's facing a Pacers team that is 26th in defensive rating. That's very good when you're betting on a scorer. They're also second in pace, which means they get up and down the court in a hurry. That means more shots. More shots means more opportunities for points. Pizza money number three, Giannis Antetokounmpo over 27.5 points, minus 115. Huge night on the hardwood. Up the floor, James hammers a right hand dunk. Let's get caught up with Carlin versus Joe's NB A to Z. That's right, baby. We roll to the association. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. Let's start with Joe's hometown team. Ryan B. He's talking smack to Sam Cassell. Yeah, that's, let's play it one more time. We didn't hear the whole what thing. What a shot. The touch by Embiid. He's talking smack to Sam Cassell. 27 points for Joel Embiid. 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 
four blocks. Sixers win. They beat the Celtics 106-103. They're six and one out of the gate. Tyrese Maxey averaging 25 a game, Joseph. He is stepping into that number two role pretty nicely. Anyone paying attention to the Sixers knew that this was the move here. When Harden was gone, a lot of people on the outside were yelling and screaming, well, who are you going to get? What are you going to bring in? Just stay calm. Maxie's the type of guy that could develop into that spot. He's already shown flashes. There was no reason to believe he wasn't worth a chance. And now he's got the chance, and he's showing you he's more than capable of playing Robin to Joel Embiid's Batman. They're winning games. There's no distractions. Everyone's having fun. It's the most fun I've had watching the Sixers in years. Thank God. Now you have three first-round picks, and you can go out and make a move sometime before the deadline to bolster the roster. Love what the Sixers are doing this year. So what you're telling me is you're back in. Back on the I was never off the train. Anyone who thought I ever said a a negative word about that franchise, watch your mouth. <laughs> Lobs, low post, Wembenyama against Hartenstein. Perimeter jumper is good. Ah, Victor Wembenyama did not have his best night. That was W O A I down in San Antonio. Knicks 126, Spurs 105. Wembenyama a minus 25, Joe. Only shot 4 of 14 for 14 points, 9 boards, but. He was back on the over on those turnovers. Yeah, really missed an opportunity there to not play the over two and a half. It was juiced to minus 160. But again, he hasn't had four turnovers in, I think, four straight games. So he's cutting down the issues. Rough night last night. This is the growing pains of the NBA. It's going to happen. We're not going to expect big efforts every single night. I like the fact that this happens. Go back to the drawing board. Learn from it. Having Pop as your head coach in these situations is going to prove to be the most valuable investment of your life. And you got to back into that because they were the number one overall pick. You had no control over that. So, love watching the kid play. You know what, though? More importantly, got to give the Knicks some shine here, right? I mean, they shut him down. They knew he was coming in the garden. They knew this was a big deal. They weren't going to let him come in and drop 30 on them and embarrass them on TV. No siree. They were going to step up and play well. So, shout out the Knicks. That's a heck of a performance right there. Jokic guarded by Jackson Davis. Split the defenders. Little floaters up and in. 29 for Nikola Jokic. Jokic and the Nuggets beat the Warriors 108-105 last night. That's the Altitude Radio Network. Jokic, 35-13-5. And, And, you know, Joe, listen, it's never going to be an easy situation to go in there and win. The the Warriors right now are 6-3. Denver off to an 8-1 start. But I have to say, even though they lost the game, I'm kind of high on what's going on with Steph Curry and the Warriors right now. And no, it's early. He's averaging 30 a pop right out of the gate. Culture. Culture. First of all, tough spot last night. Fourth yeah. game of a four-game road trip. No Draymond Green, no Gary Payton. So they were kind of at odds to begin that game. Now, no Jamal Murray, we found out for the Nuggets either. He's going to be resting a hamstring for the better portion of a month, or at least the rest of this month, it looks like, word is coming out of Denver. Golden State, again, when we talk about culture, this is one of those teams. All we heard about was how last year with Jordan Poole in the mix, they didn't have a lot of fun. They didn't like being around each other. They were terrible on the road. They advanced in the playoffs, but they actually got bombed out by the Lakers. This year, it looks like the team we remember from previous years in terms of going out night in, night out, and putting out respectable performances, especially on the road. They may have lost last night, but that was a very competitive effort in a very tough spot. Down the lane, Green going to look for another layup. He's got it, and he's fouled with a chance at a three-point play. God, I enjoy watching Jalen Green play. Rockets 128, Lakers 94, 790 AM down in Houston. Jalen Green finishes the night with 28 
Fred Van Vliet had 10 assists for Houston and the Lakers. I mean, just not a whole lot to talk about right here. LeBron, 18 points, uh, fine, but they've got so many weaknesses. When you have 22 points on 18 shots for D'Angelo Russell, you know it's not going to be a good night. You just know, even though he has 22, you can't be in the situation where he's got to be that guy. And without AD and with what they're dealing with last night, that wasn't much of a chance for the Lakers. I never really clamored for this before, mostly because I spent several years in the Bay Area with the Warriors who I covered on their flagship going against LeBron. So obviously I'm rooting against LeBron, but I've I've never hated him or anything like that. The point I'm in a long-winded way getting to here is we're starting to get near the end of the line for him. And I actually do want to see him make one last serious run at it. I'm not saying win it, but I would like to see one more serious run. And I'm starting to get bummed out by the fact that the Lakers aren't going to be able to give him that. I'm not saying go to another team. This isn't some hot take situation. It's just he has enough left. He's had such a remarkable career that we've been watching for so long. I watched him when I was at Penn State my senior year. He was on ESPN playing high school basketball. I've been watching him so long. I'd like to see one more serious run at it, and it just doesn't feel like that's happening. Carlin, they're 0-5 on the road this season. Yeah, they're terrible, and they're terrible away from home. Joe, I just... I'm with you. I just want to see him have a lot more help than he has. Yeah. It, it's it's truly painful to watch. Ten seconds to go. Nurkic in the lane. Goes to the rim. Layup. Yes! Off the backboard and in! Ah, Yusef Nurkic. When the chips are down, that's where you turn. Right, Phoenix? Suns, 116. Bulls, 115. In overtime. That is on Arizona Sports 98.7. Joe, uh... Nurkic last night, 20 and 17. You had Durant miss a potential uh, game-winning shot at the end of regulation as he basically played iso ball and ran the clock out and took a fadeaway. High percentage shot for Durant. (laughs) 25, nine assists, seven rebounds uh, for Durant. But they hang on against the Bulls, and the Bulls are the Bulls. They are three and six, Joe. Beal played last night. Kind of nice to see him out there for I the I left uh, that out. You're right. Bradley Beal. 13 points, 3 of 12 shooting. It wasn't all that impressive, but whatever. It's the debut. It's going to take some time. But there's no Devin Booker. So it's like, when are we going to get all three of them out there? I know that this is going to take some time. Some guys are banged up. But, like, it'd be really nice at some point to see Durant, Beal, and Booker on the floor together. I was told this was going to be a great threesome. So let's take a look at it. What if this turns into Durant once again, what he had in Brooklyn with him and Kyrie and Harden? What were they on the floor at the same time, like 20-some games? Oh, my God. It's um, it's what a career for Kevin Durant when it's all said and done. I don't know what's going to be done between now and the end, but he has played on so many different teams. Every single one of those teams has been stacked with talent. He's never been on a talentless team, right? Everywhere he's been, he's been with Hall of Fame talent, and there's one place where it worked, and, like, he left them. Like, he was, he had had enough. I'm just still, I understand it was his prerogative, but damn, man, like, that Warriors situation was great for him. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We turn our attention to Week 10 in the NFL in a matchup of quarterbacks who were compared all offseason. We're proud to recognize that it's Veterans Week here at ESPN as we honor all military personnel who are actively serving veterans who have served and those 
who made the ultimate sacrifice. We want to make sure that military personnel and military spouses everywhere are aware of ESPN's continued support of disabled American veterans. Career fairs, which connect veterans and spouses with employers nationwide who are committed to hiring them. To learn more, visit DAV.org. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Celebrating Veterans Day with Jalen Hurts on ESPN Radio. It's Jalen Hurst here, quarterback with the Philadelphia Eagles. I just want to personally say thank you for your service. Appreciate everything that you do for this country. ESPN Radio celebrating America's heroes on Veterans Day. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I think this weekend is interesting from this standpoint, Joe, when it comes to some of the NFL matchups, it may not necessarily be the first one you look at. San Francisco Jacksonville is a really good matchup, but one, you know, one that's pretty good is Cleveland and Baltimore, right? So as we look at that game, you look at these two quarterbacks and you've got Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson, both of whom were looking for the big time uh, contracts the last couple of years. And Lamar was trying to base it off of what Deshaun got with the fully guaranteed deal. I kind of feel a little bit for Lamar in that we're watching Deshaun right now just not play well at all, wondering if he's ever going to get back to, frankly, what he was in Houston before all of this happened. Ravens, six-point favorite in the matchup. If you're the Browns, and specifically if you're Deshaun Watson, you got a real opportunity here to shut some people up you got a real opportunity to start reworking some of this narrative because the last few years haven't gone well 100% because of your own doing, 100%. But at the very least, he, he was supposed to cash in on some of this this season. He was supposed to bounce back. He was supposed to have a better season with all the weapons around him and an improved defense, and he has not done that, Carlin. So this is a big opportunity this weekend for Watson to start to kind of rewrite that story by going out there and at the very least just playing well against the Ravens. Well, we'll get into it right now with the great Sal Palantonio, ESPN, NFL reporter, and, of course, host 
of the NFL Matchup Show. And more importantly, with Veterans Week on ESPN, Sal Pal served in the United States Navy from 1978 to 83 as a surface warfare officer in the Pacific Fleet. He was awarded the United Nations Meritorious Service Medal in 1981 for supervising the rescue of Vietnamese refugees in the South China Sea. Retired as a lieutenant in 1983, Sal Pal joins us right now. Sal, always great to visit with you, my friend. And let's just start there because you have got Browns and Ravens this weekend. And with Salute to Service and Veterans Week, it's something that John Harbaugh always handles exceptionally well. It's great down there, Chris. Thank you very much. It's fantastic. Uh, they do a great job at m t Bank Stadium. There are so many veterans in Maryland, so many veterans uh, that go to that stadium. And because John Harbaugh visited the troops in Afghanistan, and when he did, it really had a major impact on him. So they do a tremendous job at m t Bank Stadium. I saw that the Eagles had a bye this week. This is the game I wanted to cover. This is the place I wanted to be. It's great to hear, Sal. Great to hear. And it should be a very good game in a very good division. All four teams in the North staking their claim throughout the first half of the season. You know, for Cleveland, you probably heard us talking a little bit about Deshaun Watson there. How big is he in this game? Are we are we at a point where this is now just who Watson is at this point in his career, or is there more to it? Well, he has done well the last couple of games. But you are absolutely right. And I actually wrote that note to myself this morning. I put a little sticky note on my notebook just to keep reminding myself that the bottom line, the storyline, the focal point of this game between the Browns and the Ravens is Deshaun Watson. There's no question about that. The game is on his racket. He hasn't won a road game in the division. He's 0-2 against Lamar Jackson. He's been outscored in those games by like nine zillion to one. I mean, it's uh, it has been totally lopsided. This is a game that Deshaun Watson, and you're right also about your assessment, 100% right. He doesn't have to be pyrotechnic like Lamar Jackson. He just has to take care of the football, manage the offense, and when the situation presents itself, get them out of trouble on third down with his arm. That's the key. Can your quarterback like Deshaun Watson, throw you out of trouble on third down. Uh, And the Ravens' defense, if you look at it on tape, uh, it's multiple. What they're doing is incredible. It really is. They have personnel and scheme and the right play caller on defense. Uh, It's amazing that they've taken a step up in class from Wink Bartondale being the defensive coordinator, but they have. And I would like to know, I'd like to do a forensics I'd like to do some truth serum to the Chicago Bears. What were you doing trading Roquan Smith? I mean, seriously. He certainly doesn't sound too disappointed about it this week, Sal. You listen to what Roquan Smith has to say. Didn't want to, quote, see his career go down the drain. And now he is in Baltimore with that new contract. It's Sal Palantonio uh, of ESPN, uh, the ESPN NFL reporter and host of the NFL matchup show uh, with Carlin versus Joe. Sal, um, When we look at Lamar Jackson right now, what is the big difference that you see that has him playing closer to the MVP of a few years ago? You know, I think it's a lot of things, but I think it boils down to a comfort level that he has right now with this offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin. You know, 
it's really important in the NFL to have good coaching to go along with good players. You can have one or the other, but if you have both, it really helps. And you heard the comments, Chris, earlier in the year. What did Lamar Jackson say? It was words to the effect that now I have a coach who's listening to me or listening to my input. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, that was a serious, serious indictment of the previous offensive coordinator and a, a recognition that, you know, hey, heart, body, mind, soul, all on one page with your offensive coordinator. So that's one. Two, got his money. Let's not mince words about it. Got his contract. You know, for many, many NFL players, this is an important aspect of their lives because of the injuries. Many NFL players, in fact, I don't know of one that doesn't feel that way. You know, if you're going to have financial security in this game, it means everything. Roquan Smith, they gave him $100 million when he walked in the door pretty much, right? Remember? Yep. So, I mean, the Ravens pay their players. If you've ever been down to one winning drive in Owings Mills, Maryland, and seen the castle, and I've done many, many live shots. They have a fireplace in the lobby. I've done live shots from there for those two Super Bowl runs. So I know that place inside and out. This is a place you want to go to work because Steve Rashadi takes care of his people. And Eric DaCosta has learned from the master of all masters in Ozzie Newsome. They know how to build a winning formula and a winning organization. And when you have players of that caliber, like Smith and Lamar Jackson, and then you pay them and make them feel comfortable with the coaching staff and the scheme, you got something that's pretty good. You really do. Now, the thing about Lamar, Chris, can't fumble the ball. Too many fumbles. Yeah the problem that's the one issue with Lamar and I think it's the one issue when you're going in this game and you got Miles Garrett coming around the corner at you Sal Palantonio ESPN NFL reporter Sal before we let you go we know what veterans week means to you and your continued involvement uh, with veterans tell us about what you else or what else you are involved in with the American corporate partnership well, you know, I like to put on the pin on Sunday morning and remind everybody that salute to service. But what I really like is the involvement that I do have in helping veterans transition into civilian life. Chris, all you got to do is look at the numbers, and I don't want to become macabre here, but it's very bad in terms of veterans uh, and how they transition and how difficult it is. And the numbers are out there, and people can read for it for themselves. And it's an important part of what Disney and ESPN does. And I'm glad to be part of it, to be able to mentor some veterans. I work with wounded warriors. I, I work with folds of honor. It's, it's an important thing. And I don't do it on my own. I'm part of a major big team all over the country. This is something that our chairman, Jimmy Pitaro, has made a high priority. And uh, he hand-selected me to, do, uh, to be part of this, part of Disney and, and ESPN's team. And I'm just glad to be part of this team that helps out veterans. Great stuff, Sal. We appreciate it, man. Uh, and enjoy all of the honors and everything that comes down this weekend in Baltimore with Salute to Service Week. Thank you, Sal. Thank you, gentlemen. Sal Palantonio, ESPN NFL reporter, host of NFL Matchup, which is a must 
each and every weekend if you're a football fan. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Halloween is over, but hiring is still a bit scary. Indeed's end-to-end solution helps you attract, interview, and hire candidates. Sponsor a job and instantly instantly receive a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. second it left his hand that was i and eagle on yes last night during the nets game against james harden and company and the clippers harden threw a cross-court pass that ended up right in i and eagle's lap and you heard the live broadcast of it as he called it all the way in it was a brilliant brilliant description of what was going on no surprise there with the great Iron Eagle, Joseph, and it was hysterical in the moment. It was. It absolutely was. I caught the replay of it. I wasn't watching that live, but the replay of it was fantastic. Eagle, it just, once again, shows to highlight how locked in he is to every little detail and nuance that is happening in front of him for a game he calls. He's truly one of the best in the business. And for Harden, eh, 12 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, played 36 minutes last night, Clippers 3-4. and four. I probably thought it was going to start a little bit better. It always starts really solid, and then it starts to fizzle. Uh, They had all of them out there last night. Harden, Westbrook played 31 minutes, Kawhi played 36, Paul George played 39. Lost to the Nets, huh? Mm. Mm. I tell you, not going to be smooth sailing there. But one thing that did aggravate me a little bit today, we're talking about this during a break a little while ago about Ian catching the ball, Mm -hmm. and Evan went right to this. Sarah Kustak is Ian's partner on Yes, and she is an outstanding analyst. And if you've ever met her, there may not be a nicer person on the planet and somebody that you want in your corner. Evan, at any moment that you get any, you have a bad half a second, and he is all over you and has decided what your character is as a person. He he basically said that in that moment, Sarah, sitting next to Ian, just completely dodged away as if she is supposed to jump in front of the ball and protect Ian at all costs. <laughs> she went for the coffee. She went for the coffee and not the ball. So the ball ended up hitting the desk right in front of Sarah, bouncing into Ian and knocking hot tea on Ian's lap. Now, Listen, I have, I she have... can't get out of this unscathed. Okay. I'm going to uh, text Sarah right now and let her know that. Uh, okay, She's the nicest second. person in the world, but she's in the wrong here. First okay, of all. Let's not go so far as to say in the wrong. It wasn't like she made a, a, this is a an point. ethical decision there. It wasn't a yes. moral decision to whether or not you were going to steal signs from Ohio State, okay? That's this not what we're talking not, about here. It was not Sophie's choice in the moment, okay? <laughs> Can we be clear about that? And, and I have uh, done some reporting on this behind the scenes, and sources tell me the following. First of all, as the ball hit the desk before it went into Ion's lap, it hit 
a container of rosin that was sitting on the table for players to use. So that immediately kind of throws off the whole dynamic of it. And then it ends up at Ian's lap, knocking over hot tea onto his pants. Sarah is standing, is just sitting right next to him. She's not diving out of the way. This is not a case where, it, you know, all of a sudden you're not, you don't want her in your foxhole. And what amazes me about this is Evan's ability to take the smallest misstep that anyone could ever make and immediately pounce, no matter their character. Then they are, from that point forward, that person. Let's go down this rabbit hole a little bit, Evan. Why do you think that is that you do that? Evan, insecurity. I mean, how much longer do we have? Do you want to get like a, a psychology major in here and like study me? Like probably insecurity. We're all friends here. I missed my appointment yesterday because I had to fly here. So, you know, if you see any breakdowns, that's on the company. Jokes, yep. jokes, everyone, before everyone loses their mind. But yes, I did miss my appointment yesterday. That's fine. I just remembered to pack my medication a minute ago. Yeah, and there I'm you not go. Joking. I mean, this show is all about reminders for, for you know, yeah. we, I'm, everyone I'm, just keeps reminding everyone of everything around here, okay? Yeah. I am not joking in the least, but <laughs> the worst, I really am not. We're laughing, but we're not joking. But we're crying on the inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we Evan, are sad, broken humans. The, the one thing I'd say here, though, is like, I, there is a degree of schadenfreude that I enjoy mm. in me, right? I don't love to stick it to people, but if I really, if there's been something that I've seen you do or seen you treat people poorly or there's an arrogance about you. I might enjoy the moment when you take a hit, right? That's natural. I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, Evan, that's not something God's going to tell you to do. But. If that's an ocean, I would say that Evan is swimming in that ocean as opposed to just taking an occasional dip. Evan, do you like watching people in general, even nice people go down? Not nice people, but yeah. Boy, there was a hell of a pause right yeah. there. Long pause. Yeah, he, he had to figure well, out how he's gonna. The, I was, what the legal wording was gonna be. Yeah, I was getting ready to just. say, <laughs> Who's Listen, your favorite baseball player? Ever? Yeah, like yeah. all time. It doesn't have to be Don we're not Mattingly. Gonna, Don Mattingly. So if you see Don Mattingly take one in the Bing Bong, are you laughing? Are yes. you getting a kick out of that? Yes. But that's your guy. Yeah, it's funny. You don't feel bad for him. No. Uh, Jeez. Not in the apologies least. to Donald Baseball. Yeah. You deserve That's, better uh, than that. And listen, Don Mattingly wasn't my favorite player. I don't want to see him get hit there. I'd, I want to correct something. I'm not saying that Sarah Kustak is in like the same category as, say, Jim Gray. I'm not saying that. <laughs> what I am saying that is... That was specific. What I'm saying is in the it's moment, the I thought species. Sarah could have reached for the ball and saved Ian. I thought she reached for the coffee so the ball wouldn't hit the coffee and spill on her. She reached for the coffee, not the basketball. That's all I'm saying. She I, did something, though. She didn't yeah. freeze in the moment. At least she did something. Yeah, but she reached for the coffee. She but protected if she's reaching own. for the coffee, is she possibly reaching for the coffee not just to spill on her, but spill on Ian, too? I mean, they're sitting right next to each other. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. Now we're, I'm just, I'm now just we're judging intent. There. Now we're judging intent. I'm just going to throw this out there, all right? I'm just going to throw this out there. Perhaps she wanted it to happen, was rooting for severe injury, and then she moves into the big chair. How now, about that? Again, now you're saying that I am judging intent. There's no judging intent. I'm not judging that. All I'm saying is my analysis of the situation, watching it on tape, if I were to do a breakdown of this on tape, it looked like she reached for the coffee and not the basketball. And Here's she brought I in the hot tea as well, yes. Oh, she had actually <laughs> no, no, brought I'm him the hot Oh, so maybe it was a setup. Nice work, hand man. That actually that would have been hilarious. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, Evan. I hope you tread lightly as you walk around. Yeah. 
Listen. Judging everybody else. Everybody's watching. Wait until he has a flat tire. If we walk by, Joe, can you help? No, I don't really have anything to do, but this is really funny to me. I'm really getting a kick out of it. But I will point and go. (laughs) (laughs) Like the kid from The Simpsons. Hey, travel safe. Thanks, Iowa. Here we come. Thanks for listening to the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin vs. Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin vs. Joe podcast.